0: Well, hello. My name is Angel Tessie, and I am your host today. So excited to bring on our next guest, our expert in technology. She's really a technology specialist. And according to statistics, 49% of Americans are using the same variation of passwords. You know, use the same password for every login because it's easy for you to remember. Well, guess what? if it's easy for you, it's really easy for those cyber criminals. We're making it even easier for those cyber criminals to grab our personal information. And guess what they're doing with it? They're selling it on the dark web. Is the dark web a myth? Is that an urban legend? That's what technology specialist Lori Tishna is going to share with us today. She says that cyber criminal activity is rising at an alarmingly epidemic rate. And yet most of it can be prevented. Our guest, technology specialist technology specialist Lori Tishnai, specializes in computer software training, technical support, and cyber criminal prevention. Her company, Computer Concepts USA, is based in Chicago, Illinois, and is the industry leader of corporate technology, protecting their corporate clients with automated, proactive cyber maintenance. Lori Tishnai, welcome. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Angel. I'm super excited to talk to you, Lori, because this is me and this is everybody I know. We all use, we've all been using the same passwords because, well, it's just easier. Every single, every single site that, that we use asks us for a password. But let me ask you this right off the top. Is there really such thing as the dark web or is that this urban myth, this ur- urban legend just set out to scare consumers?
1: Uh, no there we actually have three components of the internet or of the world wide web, and uh, so I am confirming here today that we have something known as the surface web, the deep web, and also the dark web. and with that being said, the surface web is really only four percent of what makes up the internet, of the information that we see. That's that forward-facing uh, piece of the internet. And that's where you and I log in every day when we go to check our email, when we go shopping at Amazon, when we are you know, just surfing the web. That it actually only makes up 4% of the information that we see on the internet.
0: That's insane. Cause you think about anytime you do a Google search or something, right? A million different things come up and, and you know as options for you to search on. Of course, we never get past page one, but okay, that's only four percent. What's the 96% made of?
1: Well, that would be the deep web and the dark web. So the deep web and the dark web kind of get intermixed. Uh, when people are talking about things. So we're just gonna call it the deep web and the dark web. But the deep web, that's where really a lot of our, our records are being stored. So right, those are the databases that are somehow through how their network works, right? All of our information are stored on computers, stored potentially in a cloud somewhere. So the deep web is maybe an unsearchable part of the internet, right? And this could be our academic databases, medical records, legal documents, you know, these are uh, repositories of information. And then underneath that, that's the dark web. And that you need like a special browser called a Tor browser. And that's where you have political protest, drug trafficking, other type of trafficking, illegal activities. And those are down there in that dark web.
0: Okay. So when I think of you know the the cloud you know everybody's asking us to store our stuff in the cloud is that part of that deep web or is that part of that surface web
1: could potentially be a combination of both okay Um, but the cloud if we think about it this the cloud has really been around for a long time it's just been given a name of the cloud so our emails even going back 10 15 years right when emails uh, started being more more utilized or over 20 years ago, really. Um, that information was stored on somebody else's server. So it really wasn't ever on your computer. So it was up there in the cloud, even going back 20 years ago. We just didn't call it the cloud back then.
0: Okay, so Lori, so we know that there are cyber criminals. They're out there, you know, with all this free time, all this hacking tools, and they are looking for you know, easy targets. But my thought is, and I think for many of us think, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really a threat or I don't really have all this activity. I don't have a lot of money. I'm not high profile. How much of a threat are cyber criminals to those of us who don't feel as if, you know, why would they want my stuff?
1: They are, you're their exact target actually, uh, because you are not spending millions of dollars right to protect your information to protect your infrastructure to make sure that they're not able to access your information so the cyber criminals have changed how they were going after people right so in the past cyber criminals really just wanted to be well known for something right maybe they were able to to log into an institution and change something or or, you know they were really more hackers, and you really had to have a lot of skill in order to do it. Um, today, they're going after everybody. They would rather get your information, log into your email, and grab all of your contacts. Your contacts have value because they know that they're real people and real email addresses that they can now start sending you know, phishing emails to so that they could someone else will click on it and then they could grab their credentials, you know, to get more information, uh, maybe get your medical information. So really everybody is worth something, right? You, you either have contacts that they can grab their emails. Maybe they can log onto your computer and get your banking information. Again, even if, if you don't have a lot of money, it's a lot of money to them because they're taking it away from you potentially. And if they get your social security number or, uh, medical information they then can start doing uh insurance fraud and identity
0: theft so everybody really is a target okay so we talked about you know a lot of times we don't change our passwords and we're using the same passwords for you know maybe our gmail login that's also the same password we use for our banking login are other than that you know other than having safer passwords are there other behaviors that are putting us at risk for these cyber criminals
1: yes it it may not necessarily be your behavior but it's what's happening to your information with the companies that you're entrusting your usernames and passwords to or your personal information to so companies have had their information breached uh due to maybe not being one step ahead of these cyber criminals right no one method is foolproof So, for example, LinkedIn had a breach in 2016 where the usernames and passwords of the people that were utilizing LinkedIn, right, was breached to the dark web, and then that was for sale. Once the information gets to the dark web, it doesn't disappear. It stays there. And then this information then gets traded on identity theft websites where the bad threat actors are going there to to buy it, right? So the only thing that you can do is be aware of where the breaches are and then make sure that you're not utilizing the same passwords at all these different sites. Because if they know your credentials for one, they use automated tools to figure out what your password could be for another website. And if it's tied to your banking or your financial institutions, right? They can get access to that and then then that's when you have your money leaving your bank account.
0: Right, and a lot of us probably use some similar, um, you know, we might just change an A for an at or an I for a one, right? But a lot of times we use the same patterns for, for our passwords. Now, okay, so, We did hear, we keep hearing that these, you know, there was a Target breach, there was a LinkedIn breach, there was an Equifax breach. And every time we hear about them, it seems like they happened 18 months ago or 12 months ago. Once it's happened, is there any way for the consumers to protect themselves because it's so late in the discovery? I mean, by now, is is it just too late to even protect ourselves? It's not too late to protect
1: yourselves. Uh, using good password hygiene is always something you want to keep striving for. Uh, turning on what we call two-factor authentication. Have you have you heard of this before? It's called 2FA or two-factor authentication.
0: Right. And how how is that even better?
1: So instead of just being able to go to a website and logging in with your username and password, and remember, your username is usually what? Your email address, right? right? So if they know your email address has been compromised, right, they can keep trying different passwords. Again, they have tools that help them break these passwords. So what two factors says is that not only do you have to know the username and login, I now have to use potentially another device or some other system to get a code that allows me then to type that in someplace else to verify that I'm just not, you know, someone sitting, you know, thousands of miles away from wherever I am, you know, I have to have a device that I've confirmed to get another code to type in.
0: This is pretty scary stuff, Lori, because I know we are using our mobile devices more and more. We're using online baking, online shopping, online everything more and more. And I think because it's so familiar we're getting not just comfortable in it but we're getting really cavalier with our security i know this is one of the things that you specialize in in keeping people protected online from the get-go if we don't think that we've been or how do we even is there a way to even check to see if if our stuff is on the cyber web or on the dark web or is is it just if it is it is and and we'd have no idea
1: Uh, That's a great question. I actually have a a special tool that's available to IT professionals only uh, and it's a service that I'm offering my clients. It's a new type of service that I'm really excited to offer because it's really powerful. Uh, It allows me to do live scans of the dark web. So how does the dark web work? Um, it's, It's not a place, there's not a Google right, or a or Bing, that will search the dark web. So the dark web is not searchable, it's not indexed. So you can't just go and get that information. So my special software allows me to actually go to that dark web and look to see for, it. it searches for your email address. And if it comes up, it's usually searching some of, a lot of different data buckets down there. It's a new technology that's doing it and it pulls up what it finds. So I can actually search. I actually did it for my own domain or my own email address, and it actually populated my username and password and some of the usernames and passwords, right? Like all of you, I've had some core pieces of my password, right? And I've made it longer, you know, (laughs) changed words and letters before and after, you know, and, uh, I saw it out there. There was no way for the, you know, the company that I was working to know what my password was. So it was actually found on an ID, ID uh, theft website. And I, I then knew that I could never use my four numbers again or my core word ever again in my
0: passwords. That's valuable. That is valuable information. So this is something that IT specialists can do for their clients or the technology is coming that they can use to protect their clients or at least make them aware of what's going on. Am I right?
1: Correct. Okay. Cause what we find or what I find uh, when I work with small businesses and, and families, right. They may have a website, right. That they're going to, that they share music or they are sharing, you know, uh, maybe uh, items that they've purchased. So they are all sharing the same password, or as a family or as a small business, they have this one password that they're using for everything, right? So everyone can log in and you're not, not, not able to access your information. Well, the problem is if you've been using the same password for your company information and logging in that and some of this stuff is maybe holding your client data, you might be responsible or your business may be responsible for some of these data breaches. So knowing that you need to maintain better passwords and knowing where these breaches are occurring, because again, like you said, we may not find out about those breaches for two years, but if you see those passwords popping up in in this dark web scan, you have an opportunity to stay ahead of the bad guys, which is really, it's, it's us against them.
0: It is us against them, and they seem to have more free time on their hands to to take care of all this. So, okay, so having your having your email address scanned by an IT professional, changing your passwords, keeping them. You said uh, password hygiene. Was that the phrase you used? Yeah, good password hygiene. I I always recommend that
1: you know. In the past, we had to use six characters, right? Then it said, "Oh, now we can't just use lowercase anymore, right? Now we have to use uppercase, numbers, special characters." I always uh, tell people you want to usually try to put two words together, Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. I have some people that spell words backwards thinking that, oh, the bad guy won't know it's backwards. Again, the bad guy is not doing it manually. He's using a program, right, to go in and, and break passwords or to determine what yours may be. So I always tell people put two words together, maybe the words gray box, right, and I capitalize each letter of the first word. Then I use a special character, an at symbol, a pound sign, dollar, right? One of our special characters up at the top of our keyboard. Mm-hmm. And then I use a six digit number then after that. I don't use years anymore. I usually use a zip code uh, that has a special meaning to me. Uh, or maybe it doesn't have a special meaning to me. It's just one that I will remember. And i that's how I make my passwords. And those are usually long enough to help you. Uh, you know, stay ahead of some of those password cracking software programs.
0: Well, you know, and I think that a lot of times we just think, oh my gosh, that sounds so complicated. But the flip side of that is it's your entire identity um, and perhaps the identity of your customers. And if you have a business and you, your whole company wide is using hackable passwords and you've been using those same hackable passwords for years, you are the ones, you're just pretty much handing over the cyber criminals, your, your own consumers' uh, information. And, and I think that's where we start to think, okay, well, it's just me. Nobody's interested in me. But you are responsible for the data that your company brings in. Lori, what is the, I know you've got a free gift to give away to the audience today. And I want to make sure that they can reach out to you just for further conversation uh, about all this. I know you have over 20 years experience in computer technology, education, innovation, um, big into the cyber, cybersecurity space, proactive cyber maintenance, all of that. I want to make sure that we give your contact information, best way for people to connect with you. And I know you also have a free guide to give away. So give me all of that information.
1: All right. Well, I am offering everybody, right, that uses a computer personally, whether it's a, your phone, a tablet, or a, a Mac or PC, uh, the ability to downline, download some online cyber safety tips. So that's the website where you can go and get your free guide to help protect you online. Again, it's uh, onlinecybersafetytips.com.
0: OnlineCyberSafetyTips.com. OnlineCyberSafetyTips.com. Share that with everybody that you know. Be safe online. It's a scary, scary world out there, and only getting scarier because of how easy we're making it for those cyber cyber criminals to have our our have access to all of our information. Lori, this has been really eye opening, really powerful. Thank you for what you are doing to keep your clients safe in this really scary world. Any last thoughts or, or um, anything you wanna share before we have to let you go?
1: No, just, just be safe online, use good password hygiene, and uh, definitely download uh, some extra resources that I'm giving you
0: at the onlinecybersafetytips.com website. Fabulous, onlinecybersafetytips.com. That's Lori Tishnai. Lori, thanks so much for being here today. Great, thank you.